the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get $100 in free bets. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by Draft Day 2. Make sure to check out Draft Day 2.0 <laughs> starting August 9th at noon Pacific. Ryan, Real Money Kramer, will begin drafting for 24 straight hours. The Fantasy Football Marathon will raise money for Daryl, a loyal listener who was injured in a motorcycle accident. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day for more details. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Sunday, August 7th, currently 8-13 on the East Coast, here to break down the MLB uh, slate for Monday. And joining me to help me break it down, the superstar of the show in the Great Lakes area, Noah Beanick. Noah, how are you feeling, buddy? Stop saying super superstar. I just I don't I don't know if I like the term. Um, you're doing more stuff over here prospect. than I am. How about that? <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I like prospect. It's a little bit better because I I really only do baseball and then college basketball. So I got college baseball, MLB, college basketball, whatnot. I'm basically only covering prospects and then occasional everyday MLB stuff. But um yeah, I'm ready to go watching Sunday night baseball with you. Gonna talk about yep. Monday's games. Um and I'm live tweeting Sunday night baseball as well. So we're we're gonna see how this goes. It's kind of a flashback to the beginning of the season when we were doing these Sunday night baseball podcasts. Yeah, right now the Dodgers are up uh two nothing in the top of the fourth. Um, uh, we had a Cody Bellinger uh, bomb, and then a. Did you uh, RBI did you see the dialogue single. between Juan Soto and Carl Ravitch during the? I home did. Run? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, awesome. he's like, stay. He's like, stay, stay. Stay here, oh, stay here. It did not stay here. Home run for Cody Bellinger. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. funny. Um, yeah, like Noah said, we're going to uh, dive into the Monday uh, schedule like as we usually do. Only seven games on the schedule on Monday, kind of where we were at early in the year where we're having those shorter slate of games. So, um, But we'll, we'll talk about some other stuff. You know, we did an MLB SGPN uh, power rankings of the top 10 teams in the MLB between myself, Dylan, and uh, Noah, and um, – We'll go through that list. Uh, and Malcolm, I'm sorry, Malcolm as well. I'm forgetting Malcolm's name because his list was uh, <laughs> interesting to say the least. But, yeah, we'll go through that. And then a brand new, um, I guess we could say, contest happening uh, for MLB uh, Gambling Podcast for our listeners. Uh, we'll go through that at the end of the show with our lock and dog for the Monday schedule, Noah. So uh, let's do it, my man. Uh, well, let's talk about the weekend here a little bit. Uh, before we do the uh, rankings, I think the biggest story of the weekend was probably the Cardinals sweeping uh, the New York Yankees in St. Louis this weekend. And I know you gave out the uh, St. Louis Cardinals at the trade deadline show you did uh, with Scott at around 2-1 to one for them to win the division. I was discussing this with you guys last week where they were still at plus 150 before the line moved between uh, or right before our eyes down to plus 110. I got down at both prices, but now after the weekend with the St. Louis Cardinals uh, sweeping the New York Yankees now, 
Um, they are now a minus 145 favorite to win the NL Centrals, and I think now they are in the driver's seat there, Noah, to take care of that division. Yeah, they are leading it now after Milwaukee. Get this. They've lost five of their last six. To They got swept by the Pirates, and they lost two of three to the Cincinnati Reds. Not good times for the Brewers over there. Um, I feel really good about that one, and we were all over it since the All-Star break. Yeah, um, so they still have the second easiest schedule remaining in the entire MLB. They have three yeah. games left against the Dodgers, three against the Braves, three against the Padres, and then seven head-to-head matchups, which I think pretty much will determine the NL Central there. But they still have a lot of easy games left on the schedule. They have four against the Nationals, eight against the Cubs, nine against the Pirates. Pirates are a feisty bunch. Um, you know, they got a, uh, they got some victories against the Baltimore Orioles. We've seen them go into Dodger Stadium and sweep. Uh, the Dodgers, they they also swept the Milwaukee Brewers on their home field. So, you know, those won't be easy games. But and they also have eight against the um, Cincinnati Reds in their division as well. So about, let's see, 17, 25 of their 54 games remaining are against NL Central. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, 32 of the uh, <laughs> final 54 are against NL Central opponents. So definitely, I think we're, we're in good shape here now. Yeah, NL Central, not one of the strongest divisions. I know you you were talking about the Pirates and how Mm -hmm. they have been quite competent. But, I mean, just in general, if you wanted a future in a division, it's probably this one just because the competition is really scarce in the division. And, I mean, you have to love to see the performance that they did on the Yankees this weekend. It was their first sweep on the Cardinals in franchise – or first sweep of the Yankees – in Cardinals franchise history. That's crazy. That's crazy to think. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, we saw that this weekend. Anything else that kind of stood out to you over this weekend? Um, Um, Did you see the play? Did you see the play at the end of the Toronto Blue Jays-Minnesota Twins game? Uh, Top of the 10th. Whit Merrifield go – it's tie game, top of the 10th. Whit Merrifield goes sliding into home. The umpire calls him out. There was no way, shape, or form. They went to review, and they called them safe. Now, I, I know our buddy Jody Junta is probably happy with the decision, but, yeah, man, I, I feel like the Twins got robbed there because that was one of the games that I was extremely hyper-focused in trying to decipher where I should rank the Blue Jays and the Twins mm-hmm. in yeah. my power rankings that we uh, created this weekend. Yeah, I mean um... – there's just it happens every single year where it's it's really always behind the um the the behind the plate that the umpires are making these calls that just make you scratch your head i think is a nice way to put it but even today <laughs> adam wainwright on the mound he threw a i think it was a a curveball that landed in the strike zone and the umpire called it a ball and I think everybody at that point was really confused. Even Aaron Judge was kind of like waiting for him to call the strike against yeah. uh, him uh, with that. So it's just so many instances where like even video replay review, where they just don't get it right. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that was the so that game was really weird because Aaron Boone ended up getting tossed. It, yeah. The first four innings, the, stro- the strike zone was pretty tight. And I mm-hmm. forget who was up at the plate, but all of a sudden it had opened for this at bat and then forward going on in the game. Boone gets tossed, and then it happened one more time in that at bat where it was kind of a stretched strike zone. And Wainwright, in his credit, or maybe the umpire's doom or whatnot, I can't uh, remember the right word to say there, but um, he 
gets the most calls outside of the strike zone in the MLB this year. So I don't know how you find that stat, but every broadcast where you watch Wainwright pitch, it is always set. Yeah, I think we had, let me make sure who the umpire was. I think it was Ed Hickox or Hick, Hickox, uh, who's behind the plate. Yeah, this evening. Yeah, uh, for uh, the Yankees and St. Louis games. Uh, coincidentally, home teams are 12 and 5 in his games that he has uh, been behind the home plate, home teams are averaging 5.1 runs uh, in the games that he has started. So uh, something uh, definitely that if you, you know, are handicapping these games that you probably want to look at the umpire beyond the plate, because there are a lot of great websites out there that do give you all that information. Um, Noah, before we do get in to the MLB uh, power rankings that the crew put together, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, win bet thinking of joining win bet now is a perfect time new customers who bet 100 dollars get 100 dollars in free bets if you're betting baseball you have to check out win bet and their reduced juice in baseball games and it makes them the best place to bet mlb plus the win bet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100 deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars there's so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know we sent you that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash w-i-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough win bet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 and Draft Day 2.0 is back with Ryan Real Money Kramer, who will be drafting fantasy football best ball teams for 24 hours straight. The drafting starts on August 9th at noon Pacific. The crew will be raising money for Daryl, a loyal listener who was injured in a motorcycle accident. You can draft with Ryan and a ton of special guests. All the details at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day. Let me tell you also about the new sponsor on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Odds Trader. We all have that one place that we're looking for to compare sportsbook odds and find the best promos and, and sign up bonuses. And that's what really Odds Trader is. It's a place to compare odds for all major sportsbooks, like I mentioned. And you can also, like I said, um, compare the different sign up codes and promotions from Sportsbook and get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather. For bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Like I said, they also have those features on Odds Trader where that can help you with their handicapping. They have play-by-play updates, dive scores, and bet tracking, player statistics, key, day, key game day statistics, and allows you to keep track of all your games and betting activity. So all you got to do is go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, no, so let's get into our uh, SGPN uh, power ratings. I know you sent out a little message in our little group chat on Slack asking us to put together our top 10 teams uh, in the MLB. Each of us sent one in, and you kind of compiled the consensus, and we have a consensus, consensus top 10 for the teams as of, let's just say, a Sunday evening here. So I'm going to let you take this over, my man. Uh, where are we standing with these power rankings? Yeah, so everybody, all four of us, Malcolm, Munoff, Dylan, and I, kind of created our top 10, and we compiled them all together into a consensus top 10, like Munoff mentioned. And it was it was actually a nice little experiment because we found out that 
you know, there might be a little bit of parity up the top who we think is the top team. There's three of them that uh, the four of us kind of argue could be the best. Sure. But we noticed that there is a group of six that have really separated themselves from the pack. And that group, um, for our consensus, is the L.A. Dodgers. We had them at one. The Houston Astros at two. The New York Mets at three. Those were the three teams that uh, each of us had ranked at one. Uh, Malcolm's kind of Malcolm's rankings from here on kind of skewed the data a little bit. <laughs> but uh, after that, the New York Yankees, the San Diego Padres, and the Atlanta Braves filled out that top six that we think have clearly separated themselves from the pack. It was really only Malcolm had the New York Mets ranked number one, and Munoff had the Houston Astros ranked number one. After that, everything kind of filed in to that first six. Um, Munoff, since you're on the pod, um, what do you think separates the Astros from the Dodgers in your opinion? Yeah, I think number one for me is that They've just been so dominant over the, I mean, since the 2016-2017 uh, season. And, and it's really stemmed by the depth that they have at the um, at the uh, pitching uh, at the top there. I think we lost Dylan here. I'm sure he'll be back here in a second. But I'm just going to tell you guys about the Astros and why I think they're the, they're, they're the number one team for me. Um, and I, like I said, it really starts also with their pitching. They have just they have about six to seven guys that can be starters in the MLB. But when we talk about the front two guys on this team, uh, Justin Verlander is your alpha. He's your ace at number one. He's having a Cy Young caliber year. He should be the Cy Young Award winner in the American League. I mean, it's incredible that he's coming off a of Tommy John surgery and doing what he's been doing all season long at a consistent basis. He's only had one really bad start, Noah. Uh, which was against the Mariners in Seattle. Yeah. But other than that, he's just been absolutely fantastic. And then you've got to look behind him. Jose Arcady, Luis Garcia, uh, Framber Valdez, Christian Javier. They're going to get um, they're going to get Lance McCullers back. I know he made his third or fourth uh, rehab start right down the road for me. So he's going to be back for this team. And hopefully he's able to stay healthy. And you look at the acquisitions that they made at the trade deadline. Trey Mancini already, I think, has like two or three home runs with the Houston Astros. He's going to be a great addition for this team. He can play the outfield. He can play for a space for this team. Provides another right-handed bat in the lineup. Not that they needed it, but, you know, just more firepower to that offense. And then you talk about the offense. Jose Altuve, Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, Yuli I know already on he was struggling a little bit, but he kind of turned it on over the past two, three weeks here. Um, and they, they, again, like I mentioned, from one to seven, one to eight, you added Christian Vasquez, who is batting above, I think, right around 270. That's a huge upgrade at that catcher position offensively. A bullpen has been great for them. And they, again, they have that experience of making post uh, deep postseason runs. That's why I put the Houston Astros at number one. And I, I know I'm down in Houston. It's completely unbiased, you know, ranking for them at number one. <laughs> it was really between it was really between the Dodgers and the Astros for me. And I just kind of gave the edge to the Astros uh, at that one position because of their pitching rotation. Yeah, that was the exact uh, two teams that I was down to as well. Uh, first, I think I'll speak for Malcolm for the Mets. Um, this weekend was super, super impressive. Five-game yeah. series against the Braves. They won the last four in a row. Um, this pitching staff with a healthy DeGrom is maybe up there with – I might be biased in saying this, but the 2014 Detroit Tigers pitching staff was amazing. They had four yeah. Cy Youngs. Um, this easily looks like that, maybe even better. Um, so very, very powerful pitching, starting pitching. And this lineup 
one through five, one through six is also competing with the best in the league as well. And Dylan sent a, a graphic that they have five. They are the only team in the MLB with five hitters that have a hundred plus hits. Yeah. So very strong team. And honestly, that's not the part where he skewed the data, but Malcolm had the Mets there and it's hard to argue still. Sure. Yeah. And again, last season, this was a problem for the New York Mets was just scoring runs and you no, know, the pitching staff, they, they, made huge improvements on the pitching staff. Obviously, when you get a guy like Max Scherzer behind Jacob DeGrom, I think that's obviously, you know, that's that's going to be the best one and two in the postseason by far. Um, and then you talk about the lineup. They made the improvements to get those guys in that in that batting order where, you know, last season, like I mentioned, that scoring runs and getting hits was a problem for this team, but they went ahead and addressed that. So, you know, I, I think that I think we, and the, we could talk about the Dodgers here in a second, but, yeah, it's it's really fun to have this conversation with the top three teams at the top of the uh, MLB. It is, and I guess I'll jump into the Dodgers conversation too. Um, you know, putting or establishing this set of standings as power rankings allows for some opinion to like sneak through, and whether you want to do it on computer data or uh, just eye test and watching games. And that's one thing that I think Malcolm really relies on is his eyes when he watches baseball games and handicapping them. Um, and for me too, I think that the Dodgers still are not really even playing their best baseball. They have Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw and Dustin May all on the IL and this lineup is up and down. They have Joey Gallo and Cody Bellinger hitting seven and nine respectively in this batting order. You can't tell me that this is not the best the down batting order in the MLB. So I, I kind of thought they haven't played their best baseball. I think they're the number one team because they will be better down the road. Yeah. Um, and then Astros, I, I really like their starting pitching. I, I, I have the Astros above the Mets um, either way. Um, I actually created the, my set on Saturday before the doubleheader and Sunday game. Very impressed by the Mets. It's neck and neck, honestly, in the yeah. first three. Do you want to get into the end of the list here? Yeah, I think the Dodgers, I quickly I'll just mention this. I think they have the best top three in, in baseball. There's no question for me. When you have Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Feeman as your top three yeah. guys, I think that's the best in the entire MLB. But, um, yeah, I think we pretty much had an agreement on who the top three teams were. Yeah. And then uh, so four, five, six in the consensus rankings were the New York Yankees, the San Diego Padres and the Atlanta Braves. Now, Malcolm had uh, the Padres, uh, Padres and Yankees above the Astros. Um I, I don't know what he has there. That's probably a conversation <laughs> when he comes onto the podcast. Um, and then Munaf, you had. Uh, Yankees at three above the Mets, Padres five, mm-hmm. Cardinals six, and then Dylan had Yankees, Padres at uh, Yankees, Padres, Braves. I had Yankees, Padres, Braves. Um, yeah, seven, eight, nine, ten is where it got really interesting for us. The consensus landed with the St. Louis Cardinals at seven, the Seattle Mariners at eight, the Toronto Blue Jays at nine. And the Minnesota Twins at 10. Munaf, you went with the Cardinals at 6, the Braves at 7, the Blue Jays at 8, Mariners at 9, Brewers at 10. Um, just kind of give us a little bit of a synopsis at the back half of your rankings. 
Yeah, I mean, it, and this is where you can really just go up and down on where you want to kind of go with your your power rankings at, at these positions, right? Um, you know, I put the Padres at five. I'm kind of second guessing myself um, just because I just don't think that they have enough pitching right now. But I mean, when you talk about this team offensively, uh, you know, Manny Machado, Juan Soto, um, you know, you're, they're going to get Fernando Tatis Jr. back at the top or sooner rather than later for this team. So, you know, they're right in that conversation as top, as far as, you know, with the Dodgers having those top three guys uh, being the best uh, in the entire MLB. The question marks really does kind of come with me for the starting rotation, right? Uh, there's not really a, a – the ace, I think, that for this rotation is probably Joe Musgrove. But after that – I think so too. Yeah, you, you Darvish has – you know, he, he's had great starts at home, but he's kind of been shaky on the road. Uh, Blake Snell just hasn't been able to find that consistency this season. He hasn't been the guy that the Padres thought they traded for him when the, you know when he was with the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, and after that, there's just really question marks for me. But, I mean, the, the, they they went out and traded for Josh Hader at the uh, trade deadline. I think that he's going to be there, obviously, coming into next season. I think that the offseason conversation for the Padres is going to be bolstering up that uh, pitching rotation uh, for them and, and establishing the Oasis because at every other part of their – other team batting lineup and bullpen. I think they're pretty solid at Cardinals. You know, we've been really hyping them up since the trade deadline. This team is finally coming together. I think that, you know, with, with Nolan Arnauto, Paul Goldschmidt right there as, as kind of the favorites to win NL MVP. When you have those two type of guys in your uh, batting lineup, you're gonna, you know, it's going to pay dividends. They went out and got two more arms at the, at the uh, trade deadline. Yeah. I think, you know, the, eventually, I don't know if they'll get Jack Flaherty back or not, but Adam Wainwright's having another incredible year for them. Um, there's been a lot of consistency for them. Um, you know, Dakota Hudson has been good. Miles Mikolas has been good as well. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Well, with this, this team is probably the wild card for me in the uh, National League. Atlanta Braves, again, the, the pitching is the, is the biggest question mark for me. Again, they, they, got, they found a way to got it, get it done last season. Um, but, you know, you still don't have that established ace on this roster. You have Max Freed, yeah, number one guy, but I, fe- I felt like they, they could have went out and got another arm in this pitching rotation. Um, they so got Odorizzi. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to really put you over the top there. Um, and then, you know, Blue Jays, again, they were the big sexy pick uh, coming into the season. Another team that has some question marks at that pitching rotation. Mariners are the young, exciting team. Hopefully Julio Rodriguez is back sooner rather than later. This team went out and got Luis Castillo, right? right? If Robbie Ray can kind of find that middle ground before, from what he did last season to this season and find that middle ground, I think he's going to be great up there with Luis Castillo, Luis Castillo. Logan Gilbert's having a great year. Chris Flexen as well. So this is going to be a team that you know it's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Kind of questioning the Mariner, I'm sorry, the Brewers here at number 10. I'm still a believer <laughs> with Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. But no, offensively, I just don't think that you know they have enough to win a uh, win a World Series title. Yeah, I, I think that the starting rotation, when healthy, uh, when they have Burns, they have Woodruff, they have Peralta, yeah. uh, those top three in the playoffs is honestly right up there with the Mets and the Astros. Um, and Dodgers when they're healthy. So yeah. I don't think that's a question, and I don't think. You know, I think the bullpen is good, and they had great pieces. They traded away Hater. It's yet to be seen whether Taylor Rogers is going to, you know, bounce back from this little rut that he's in because yeah. I think he's been credited with two more losses since this trade over to the Brewers. So it's not been starting off well here in uh, Wisconsin for him. So 
that's the reason why I left them off. I just can't trust the bullpen right now, and the offense is just not nowhere to be found. Yeah, it's 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 really been again. You have to have all three phases of a team for you to win a championship. We've seen that over the years that your your batting lineup, your pitching, and your bullpen has to be good. And I think that all three teams that have kind of won over the last you know couple of years have kind of you know ticked the checkbox for me. And it's crazy to see that last season without Ronald Acuna Jr. They, that that the Atlanta Braves were able to win the title. But do you have anything yeah. else for the uh, power rankings? I guess uh, so. My my rankings ended: Cardinals seven, Mariners eight, Blue Jays nine, Minnesota Twins ten. I think yeah. the Twins was the one that could be argued like, why yeah. are they in the top ten? I think they mm-hmm. made great trade deadline moves. I, I I think they added Tyler Malley into the top three of their starting rotation. He's going to be a playoff starter for them, and I really yeah. love what they did in the bullpen, adding Jorge Lopez. But I think the story of our power rankings goes to Malcolm's. Uh, <laughs> we got to touch on this before we move on because yeah. he he had uh, his finish was the Cardinals seven, Mariners eight, Minnesota Twins nine. Guess what his tenth team was? The White Sox <laughs> was so. Um, <laughs> He was the only one that ranked the White Sox in the top ten, and he got a little bit of black backlash in the in the group chat. We we gave him we gave him what he deserved, but maybe somebody can ask him what his thoughts are behind it the next time that he's on the pod. Which actually, it's it's going to be a little bit while he's on vacation yeah. right now. So yeah, so Mal's on vacation, so conveniently. Yeah. The area. <laughs> yeah, could really lead some con controversy as far as his top ten rankings. Yeah. Uh before before he uh, goes on vacation. Yeah. So, so now and then, be back on Thursday. And then I'll show Dylan some love. His seven was Toronto Blue Jays. He had them ranked the highest. Uh Cardinals eight, Brewers nine, Mariners ten. So Brewers at nine. Maybe we ask him about that next time he's on the pod too. Yeah, I had, I had Brewers at ten. So I think I know similar thought process there, but you know. Yeah. Um, kind of seeing what has transpired for the Brewers over the past couple of weeks here. You know, they may just be falling out of our top 10, especially, uh, you know, taking a loss today with uh, Corbin Burns is on the mound today against Graham Ashcraft. And they, they took a huge loss there uh, as a close to almost a 300 uh, minus 300 uh, favorite on the money line today against the Reds. So, um yeah. It'll be interesting to see what kind of happens with the Brewers as we kind of progress through the season. All right, before we get into our um, Monday betting predictions, let me tell you guys about the newest sponsor on uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em, and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a, a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. It's free to enter, and some amazing prizes will be announced soon. So hop in now and reserve your spot. Get in over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for mine. They just passed 4 million users, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like 
and pick the over under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience the main reason i'm ex- i'm excited about over under on sleepers it's the only app where i can join my buddies contest and we can play together it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and copy my friends picks with a tap of a button it's insanely fun to ride it out together stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new over under game have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile device join our our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash sgp and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join Sleeper now and just go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Sleep Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, Noah, let's get into the Monday schedule. Like I mentioned, only seven games on the schedule in the MLB on uh, Monday. But nonetheless, we are going to go through all of them here for you guys. Um, so let's just dive right into it, my man. The first game on the schedule is going to be a 7.05 Eastern start. Toronto Blue Jays in Baltimore to take on the Orioles. Kikuchi on the mound for the Blue Jays. And the pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles I'm seeing is going to be Jordan Lyles. Looking at the uh, odds for this game, I am currently seeing – let me refresh this page, give you guys the latest odds – um mlb uh let's see here all right it's going to be a minus 150 favorite for the toronto blue jays plus 130 on the money line for the uh baltimore orioles over under set at nine and a half with juice towards the under at minus 120 run line minus one and a half plus 110 for the toronto blue jays and baltimore orioles plus one and a half minus 130 uh, let me start with Kikuchi here. He is making a second start, I believe, since coming back off of the IL for the um, Toronto Blue Jays. And uh, Kikuchi has been subpar, I guess we can say. I mean, he had a great outing since he did return uh, from – I'm sorry, this is his third start uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays since he returned from the IL. He had a start against the Toronto – sorry, Toronto Tigers – Detroit Tigers – uh, where he went five innings, only allowed one earned run, um, five strikeouts, and then his last start was against the Tampa Bay Rays, where he did go four innings and allowed two earned runs to the uh, Rays there. But uh, on the season, four and five with a 4.86 ERA, 84 strikeouts, 43 walks for Kikuchi. Um, he did face the Baltimore Orioles earlier this year, where he went four innings and gave up four earned runs to the um to the Baltimore Orioles uh four walks in that game four strikeouts um and on the road so far this year Noah uh Kikuchi 0 and 3 with a 5.74 ERA and I dug in a little more against the Orioles um he did give up those runs early to them in his career he is 1 and 2 against the Orioles with a 5.24 ERA uh, he's allowed at least three earned runs in every single start against the uh Blue Jays over his career which dates back to 2019 when he was with the um Seattle Mariners Jordan Lyles like I mentioned on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles on the season 8 and 8 with a 4.40 ERA last three games the record is great 3 and 1 but he has a 4.05 ERA he did also face these two pitchers actually matched up, I believe it was on June 14th against each other. Um, and uh, there were a lot of runs being scored in that game. Uh, Lyles in that game went five in the third inning, allowed four earned runs, five hits to the Toronto Blue Jays. 
At home, he has been better where he is 3-2 and two with a 2.68 ERA with 16 earned runs and 53 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, for me, I do like the first five over in this game uh, between these two pitchers. I think Kikuchi can give it up here, and he has on the road. Um, and I think in Baltimore is a team that can put up runs. I know they you know, were not very good today against the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm sorry, on Sunday, but um, I think this is a game where I think we see runs being scored between these two pitchers, again, Jordan Lyles and the uh, and Kikuchi for the uh, Blue Jays. As far as the side, we've talked about it all season long that the Toronto, I'm sorry, the Baltimore Orioles are really great against the run line at home at plus one and a half, minus 130. I think that's some great value, but I'm also going to be sprinkling here on the uh, Orioles money line at plus 130 for the full game here, I know. Yeah, I I think I like the Orioles play the best. My one thing about the game in general is, I guess two things. We were talking about in the power rankings how uh, it's just hard to trust the starting rotation for the Toronto Blue Jays, maybe outside of Gosman. Uh, he's the only one that's really cement kind of in that rotation. And Kikuchi is like example 1A of why they kind of needed to make a move for a starting pitcher, in my opinion. Um, and then the second thing is, now I, I talk about how I don't really love Kikuchi. This mm-hmm. Orioles lineup is not good against left-handed pitching. They have the second most strikeouts against left-handed pitching. They have the fifth worst OPS against left-handed pitching. This is a team that I like to fade against left-handed pitching. Is Kikuchi the right guy for that, though? I I don't know. And I I think I'm willing to put a bullet on the bull, uh, the Orioles' money line here. But I guess a sharp play could be if it comes in at like four and a half, five, a Kikuchi strikeout prop. He had four against Baltimore in his previous outing against them. And in his last two outings here off of the IL, he had five strikeouts against the Tigers, five strikeouts against the Devil Rays. Uh, I don't know why I said Devil Rays, but those they are teams, the Devil Rays. <laughs> those teams, uh, you know, they're not prone to striking out much and especially the Tigers against a left-handed pitcher. We saw that with McClanahan this weekend and Munoff's pitiful performance, Munoff's and my pitiful performance on the lock dog total podcast. Uh, The Tigers went out there and performed very well against McClanahan. So if Kikuchi's getting more strikeouts than McClanahan against the Tigers, it's saying something. So I'm just going to say that. Yeah, and again, over the last two weeks, uh, Baltimore ranks number 16 in WRC plus against left-handed pitching as well. And their strikeout percentage, let me see if I can uh, filter that down as well. Uh, Baltimore number six as far as uh, striking out against left-handed pitching as well. So I think you may be onto something here, uh, Noah, for this game. Do uh, you have anything else for this game? No, I, I I think I like your Orioles money line play the most. Um, if if that doesn't entice you, if the Kikuchi K prop doesn't entice you, I'd probably just stay away because uh, you know the Blue Jays. I think they got gifted a little bit of an extra innings win here, and the Orioles, the series, the last series against the Pirates. I don't know if it was quite telling uh, how this clubhouse is going to respond after Mancini and Lopez dealt at the trade deadline. So I, I think there is some regression to come here for the Orioles. I, I, losing two of the most important players to your team, I don't think you can stay on the same path to the playoffs like they have been over the past week. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Cincinnati Reds headed to uh, New York to take on the Mets. 
710 Eastern start. Justin Dunn is on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds. Chris Bassett on the mound for the New York Mets. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing New York Mets a very heavy favorite. Minus 280 on the money line with Bassett on the mound. Plus 235 on the money line for the Cincinnati Reds. Over under set at 8.5. With Jude towards the over at minus 120. Run line minus 1.5, minus 140 for the New York Mets. And plus 1.5, plus 120 for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Noah, I'll let you leave this one off, my man. Uh, Justin Dunn versus Chris Bassett. The Reds, they're 6-2, and two, including a series win against the Brewers in the last eight games. They travel from Milwaukee here to New York. Uh, the Mets, like we've mentioned earlier, they were super impressive this weekend, winning four of the five and the last four in a row in their five-game series against the Atlanta Braves. Um, they scored at least six runs in every game during that five-game series, so very, very impressive, like we've mentioned. Uh, Justin Dunn for Cincinnati makes his 2022 MLB debut. He did have a stint, a stint from 2019 to 2021 with the Seattle Mariners, but this year in the minor leagues, Dunn had a 6.75 ERA in eight starts with an 0-3 record. Uh, the New York Mets, they're trotting out Chris Bassett, who's 8-7, 354 ERA, 121 strikeouts, 33 walks, 122 innings pitched. He has a 258 ERA in his last five starts going pretty well. The New York Mets going very well. The New York Mets running run line is my play tomorrow, and I really love it. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at Justin Dunn's numbers here uh, in his starts in the uh, minor leagues, and he's allowed at least three earned runs. And let's see here, one, two, not three, pretty. four, five, <laughs> six. Five of the six – no, sorry, four of the six games – but I think that one thing that's really telling for me is allowed at least two walks in every single one of those games for uh, the minor league system there. Um, so if there is a uh, walk prop that is posted here tomorrow for Justin Dunn, that's something I may want to look at. Um, looking at what the walk, you know, team walk percentage is for the New York Mets or walks per game at least. New York Mets, I think, right now are in top ten over the last three games as far as walks, um, you know, um, or walking. I'm sorry, and then the walkout percentage. Let me see if I can pull that up. Pretty as good well against, here. against Strider, if that's true. They went yeah. against Strider, Max Fried, and who was the second guy in that doubleheader? Was it was it Odorizzi on a Saturday? Might have been. For the, yeah, they yeah. crushed him. Um, yeah, yeah freed on Saturday. Yeah, so top ten, they are in walk percentage. So something I'll keep an eye on when those uh, props do drop. But I agree with you. I think the way the, way the bats are hitting uh, for the uh, the New York Mets. The one thing that does make me nervous is that Chris Bassett's only two and five at home so far this year uh, with a three point zero six ERA. But against NL Central teams, he is a two and zero uh, with let's see a one point seven seven ERA. So he has some success against these type of teams. Um, hasn't faced the Reds since the 2019 season, so not very relevant there. What but I catch. agree with you. Oh yeah, I just Sorry. saw that. Yeah, uh, was that Chris Taylor? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree with you with the run line here. I mean, you guys stay with the hot hand here with the New York Mets. So I think both of us are on the run line here for the New York Mets. Next game of the night, it's going to be the Washington Nationals headed to uh, the Windy City to take on the Chicago Cubs. 8:05 Eastern start. Annabelle Sanchez on the mound for the Washington Nationals. Keegan Thompson on the mound for the Chicago Cubs. Um, looking at the lines for this game, I only see money lines for this game. Minus 180 favorites for the Chicago Cubs. 
I'm sorry, and plus 155 for the Washington Nationals. We're going to wait for the wind direction for a total. So, um, you know, that will probably be posted a couple hours before the game for uh, these two squads. I'll, no, I'll let you leave this one off, but also uh, my man, Annabelle Sanchez with the Nationals versus Keegan Thompson and the Cubs. Yeah, uh, just wanting to get it out there. Washington does travel from Philly to Chicago. Not a huge travel spot, but going from the east to the midwest. So uh, it's – it's a little bit of a toilet bowl matchup. Um, so yeah. any 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 advantage that you can try to find in this matchup, it's good enough for me. Washington, they just got swept in four games by the Phillies, giving up 36 total runs. And Chicago is also 2-6 and six in their last eight games. Pitching for the Nationals is Annie Ball Sanchez. He's 0-4 with a 7.65 ERA, 15 strikeouts, 9 walks, and 20 innings pitched during four starts this season in 2022. And for the Cubs is Keegan Thompson, 8-5, 3.58 ERA, 83 strikeouts, 31 walks, and 93 innings pitched at home in Wrigley Field. With the wins galore, he has a 2.61 home ERA. I physically... I, I think it's harder to back the Nationals right now than it is the Cubs. I don't trust the Cubs on the run line either, and this money line is a very, very uh, – I think I saw it at 180, minus 180. So the only bet I can advise is that Cubs money, money line. I don't like the run line. Um, maybe, just maybe, uh, there's a parlayable piece that you could throw the Cubs with somebody else later in the podcast. Yeah, there we go. A little tease there. Um, yeah, I mean, Annabelle Sanchez just has not been very good. 0-4, like you mentioned, uh, against NL Central teams. I think he had one start, I believe it was against the St. Louis Cardinals. He's given up at least three earned runs in four straight games. He's allowed uh, at least two walks in every single one of those games. Uh, just not very pretty for him. Um, so depending on when this, where this wind is blowing, um, I, I do like the Cubs team total in this game. Look at that Keegan Thompson. I mean, you mentioned it. The home numbers is what really sticks out for me for uh, Keegan Thompson. Uh, he is 8-5 and five on the year with a 3.848 ERA at home, 5-2, and two, 2.50. Uh, and let me see how he's done against the Nationals so far. Last season, um, not much there. He did have one appearance, but it, it, there's, it's really not relevant, uh, especially when you don't have Juan Soto and Josh Bell on this team anymore. So um, Cubs team total for me in this game. Uh, and I, uh, a parlayable piece as well for the Chicago Cubs against his Nationals team. Uh, I agree with that. All right, next game on the board, it's going to be the Los Angeles Angels headed into Oakland to take on the A's. 940 Eastern start, Jose Suarez on the mound for the LA Angels and Cole Irvin on the mound for the Oakland A's. Battle of the lefties here. Looking at the lines for this game, I am currently seeing the Oakland A's are favored minus 125. At home with Irvin and plus 105 underdogs for the LA Angels. Over under is set at seven with juice towards the over at minus 125. Run line minus one and a half plus 165 for the Oakland A's and plus one and a half minus 195 for the um, LA Angels. I'll start with Jose Suarez here on the season. Three and four with a 4.55 ERA, 53 strikeouts at 25 walks over his last five games. Two and two, 22 and one thirds innings pitched, 13 uh, runs allowed. Um, and against the, <coughs> sorry, the Oakland A's, uh, he had a great outing against them. He had five shutout innings and five hits only allowed in that game, five strikeouts in that game as well. On the road this season, one and two with a 4.33 ERA. AL West teams, he's gone up against two and one with a 2.45 ERA. So has some success in his own division. 
does Jose Suarez. Um, Cole Irvin on the mound on uh, for the A's, like I mentioned. He's 6-8 and eight on the season with a 3.04 ERA. Has been really good over this last uh, five games for the Oakland A's. 3-2 and two with a 2.25 ERA. Has struggled a little bit against the Angels this season. I mean, the, the run support hasn't been there, but the ERA is respectable at 3.75. I did dig a little deeper in that uh, in those two games against the LA Angels this season, and I think one of the games, Mike Trout, did some damage against Cole Irvin, and then I think the other guy was uh, Phil... Phil um, was it Goslin? Yeah, Goslin for uh, the Angels as well. That did damage against some, but at home so far this year, Noah four and two with a one point seven three ERA, uh, twelve earned runs allowed, and only uh, in sixty one sorry sixty two and one thirds innings pitch. So, I like where he's at uh, in form right now, especially against you know not being not only being at home. But the success that he does have this season against the uh, uh, L.A. Angels, I know he took an L in both of those games. But like I mentioned, those runs that really came um, in those two games were, number one, Mike Trout did some damage against him and Phil Gonsolin as well um, for uh, the A's uh, in those two games. So I'm leaning towards taking the A's here, shockingly. I mean, this is not one of the more exciting games of the night. Uh, Looking at WRC numbers against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks, uh, let's see. Oakland A's are number twelve. Uh, sorry, number thirteen in the entire league, and the LA Angels are at number twenty-three. And we know the Angels—they'll have those spurts of games where they'll put up five, six, seven, eight runs. When there's the, the two or three other games in that series where they just, you know, not score at all for one or two runs. So I thought this total was right where uh, it would open up at, at seven. I mean, that's, maybe there's a little bit of value still there on the under, but I do like the Oakland A's in this game, just with the recent form that Cole Irvin has been in uh, Noah. Yeah, I actually like the under, I think that's my favorite play in this game sitting there at plus money. The athletics team is one of the worst lineups against left-handed pitching this year, Six thirty-eight OPS against left-handed pitching. Um, and then you're the WRC guy. Um, but Jose Suarez is not one of the guys that uh, typically uh, you like to back with this Angels team because they don't really show up for anybody else other than Otani. And right. Cole Irvin's been going very well, like you mentioned earlier. So I think I'm I'm staying away from the Angels' money line, and I'm rather just taking the under. I think this is a, a nice little 4-2 ball game that, you know, the lucky team wins. Whoever, whoever uh, has more timely hits, I think they win the game. So I like the under. Um, don't know if it's one of my favorite plays of the day, but that would be my game or play in the game. There we go. All right, next game on the schedule, it's going to be a 940 Eastern start. The Pittsburgh Pirates headed to Arizona to the desert. Take on the Diamondbacks. Uh, Tyler Beatty on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Zach Gallen on the mound for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, the Diamondbacks are a heavy favorite here of minus 225. And uh, plus 190 on the money line for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Over-under set at 8. With a little bit of juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus 1.5, minus 105 for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Plus 1.5, minus 115 for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Noah, what do you got for this game? Pirates and the Diamondbacks. Probably the second most uh, boring game of the night. <laughs> I think I think dust on the schedule, man. <laughs> we do. We do. Seven games and two of them, three of them are just not really that interesting. But, yeah. uh, you know, we, we do the dirty work here in the dog days of August. And we'll get into that a little bit later on in the podcast. Uh, something fun for the dog days of August. Uh, but big, big 
travel spot here for the Pittsburgh Pirates. They go from Baltimore, East Coast, about as far east as you can get, maybe besides Maine in America. They go from Baltimore to Arizona. So if you love travel spots, this is a game for you. But the Diamondbacks, they're minus 225 favorites or whatever uh Munaf was able to find out there that he read off uh when i handicapped it it was minus 225 i think it's because of the travel spot and i th- also think it's because of zach gallon and how yeah. well he's pitched this year he's six and two 340 era 106 strikeouts 32 walks in 111.1 innings pitch that's a lot of ones uh 232 era in his last four starts going for pittsburgh and this is just the the really the reason why I love this play going for Pittsburgh is Tyler Beatty making his second start of the year, 24 appearances, one and one with a 389 ERA, 25 walks, 19 or 25 strikeouts, 19 walks in 41.2 innings pitched. He's an opener. Uh, then they're going to turn it over to the 26th ranked bullpen in the MLB. Um, you know, Beatty, his first start did not go very well. Gave up five runs and 1.2 innings pitched. I'm on the Diamondbacks run line here. Munaf, how about you? I mean, yeah, you don't need to sell me. I know, this, again, I think this is a huge, like you mentioned, the travel spot is is the travel spots of all travel spots to fade, right? <laughs> I mean, like you mentioned, you're going from Baltimore all the way to Arizona, and you have, you have to go up against Zach Gallen. Uh, so a bullpen day seems like for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks here, but – you know, Zach Gallen has has been really good, especially at home for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, looking at his home record, he's perfect 3-0 with a 3.23 ERA. Did face the uh, Pirates earlier this year where he got zero run support in that game. Um, he went six innings, only allowed two, he allowed only two earned runs off of five hits, four strikeouts, and three walks. But I think this is a spot where you just want to fade this Pirates uh, team because of the travel situation. Um I know it's a minus 225 favorite. You probably want to get on the run line here, a minus 225, or if you want, sorry, the on the run line of minus one, uh, 105 for the Diamondbacks. But if you want to shrink it and maybe take the bullpen out of it for the Arizona Diamondbacks, take a look at the run line in the first five for the yeah. Arizona Diamondbacks as well. Uh, and this, is, you know, back in Zach Gallon. Yeah, and this was the play that I was talking about, maybe a little bit of a, a toilet ball parlay with the Chicago Cubs and the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, both – you know, you can argue that you know, they're good money line plays, but who knows about the run line, you know? Yeah, I mean, imagine on a Monday night you're parlaying the Chicago Cubs <laughs> and the Arizona Time in bed. Uh, that's, uh, that's ultimate uh, DJ stuff right there. It is. Um, anything else for this game? Uh, Sean- Noah? No, I think that wraps it up. I might go get the odds for the locked dog. Uh, po- uh, part of the podcast for that parlay, though. <laughs> All right. All right. Next game on the board. It's going to be an NL West matchup. It's going to be the San Francisco Giants in San Diego to take on the Padres. 940 Eastern start. Alex Wood on the mound for the San Francisco uh, Giants and uh, Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm not sure if we'll have some out because the Padres are currently playing here on Sunday night. But let me take a I have some here. Uh, let me give me one second. Uh, if you have it, go ahead because my page is a little slow to load here. Yeah, so I got Padres minus 165 favorites, the Giants plus 140, the over under is set at eight with juice to the over minus 115, uh, under is minus 105, uh, minus one and a half for the Padres, plus 125, plus one and a half for the Giants, minus 145. You wanted me to jump into the handicap? Yeah, you got the odds. You're, you're the man. Go ahead. All right. 
Cool, cool. Uh, so, got to flip over my page here. Travel days for both teams, but I mean, they're not very big. They're going from Oakland uh, and Los Angeles to San Diego, so no big deal there. But the Padres are on Sunday Night Baseball right now, like you mentioned. And if you believe in the trend of fading a team that plays on Sunday Night Baseball that then plays the day after, um, you might love to hear that Blake Blake Snell is on the mound for the San Diego Padres. He has pitched well as of late, 310 ERA in his last six starts and on the year He's 4 and 5 with a 4.16 ERA, 87 strikeouts, 34 walks in 67 innings pitched. But the Giants have the 10th best OPS against lefties with 750. Uh the San Francisco Giants, they're pitching Alex Wood in this game. He's 7 and 9 with a 4.42 ERA, 105 strikeouts, 26 walks in 106 innings pitched. On the road, he has a 4.53 ERA. In his last 6 starts, he has a 3.19. ERA. Snell has been great over the last month, but in no way can I get behind him in San Diego at this minus 165 price. Uh, they could be swept here by the Dodgers. They're losing 2-0 in the bottom of the sixth as we speak. So not confident in this Padres team right now because I feel like they're getting a little bit overpriced in every game so far after that trade deadline just because of the hype. And, yeah. you know, San Francisco do slightly they the Giants do slightly better against the lefties. I'll entertain the dog price on the Giants money line here. How about you? Yeah, I agree with you here. I think number one, you're coming off as a, a series against the Dodgers. Maybe this they're a little deflated here, uh, getting swept by the Dodgers or or possibly getting swept. I know you mentioned they're up to nothing here, but um Alex Wood did face this team. This I think this is already his fourth start against the Padres this season. Let me filter this down to um, this season. Uh, yeah, fourth start already this season. He faced him back in April, in May, in July, on, on July 10th, where he had an absolutely incredible outing against the Padres. Seven innings pitched, uh, shutout baseball, only allowed three hits. And the Padres went on to – Padres, sorry, the Giants went on to win that game 12 nothing. And in that game, they did face a left-handed pitcher, Mackenzie Gore, uh, who really gave it up to the Giants, to say the least. Uh, in that game, uh, uh, left-handed pitcher there, uh, McKenzie Gore, three and a third inning, eight earned runs off of eight, eight hits to the Giants. So I think there's some value here with left-handed pitching. I'll just read you all the WRC numbers over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching. San Diego is number – I'm sorry, uh, San Francisco Giants are number 10 in WRC plus and uh, in slugging. They are number 11, so they're right around. They're hovering in that top 10 um, in the top third of the league as far as against left-handed pitching. And uh, Alex Wood, another left-handed pitcher for the uh, San Francisco Giants. San Diego Padres, number 18 over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching as far as WRC+. Uh, They are slugging, let's see, Padres, number 25 over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching. So, yeah, I agree with you. Some value here on the San Francisco Giants. Um, I'll go with that plus 140 as well. Possibly looking at their team total in this game as well. I know it's not a big popular pick because the Giants just haven't been batting well, but I think at, uh, it's probably going to be at three and a half for this Giants team. I think that against left-handed pitching, they can get that there, Noah. Like that. I do. All right. Let's go uh, to the final game of the evening. It's going to be the slumping New York Yankees. Headed to Seattle to take on the Mariners, 10-10 Eastern start. Jameson Tyone on the mound for the New York Yankees. Logan Gilbert for the uh, Seattle Mariners. 
looking at the odds uh, for this game, I'm currently seeing the New York Yankees are a minus 120 favorite in this game. Even money on the Seattle Mariners. Over-under set at 7.5 with a little bit of juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus 1.5 plus 140 for the New York Yankees and plus 1.5 minus 165 for the Seattle Mariners at home. Uh, Jameson Tyone was doing well early in the season. The overall numbers look great, 10-2 and two with a 3.96 ERA. But over the last five games, a 5.18 ERA. He's only 1-0 in that situation. 14 earned runs, 24 and one-thirds innings pitched. Um, and then on the road this year, he's 4-1 with a 4.47 ERA, which just kind of tells me, Noah, that in these road games that there's runs being put up for Jamison Tyno, especially recently for him. I mean, can it, you kind of take a look at his last five games. And I'll read you off the final scores in this game or total run scored 17, 15, 13, one, which is against the Royals and then 14, which was his last start against this uh, Mariners team um, on Tuesday last of, of earlier this week. So he went four and two thirds inning in that game, gave up five earned runs, four walks in that game. I'm going to filter this down and see how he's done historically against the Mariners uh, since last season because he does have a start against them in 2016. He's 1-0 with a 4.63 ERA. So he had one great start last year. I think this, this Mariners team is completely different from uh, you know what they have this year. So he really did struggle. On the mound, like I mentioned, Logan Gilbert for the Seattle Mariners. On the season, he is uh, 10 and 4 with a 3.09 ERA, 126, 120 strikeouts, 36 walks for Logan Gilbert. Um, at home, 4 and 3 with a 3.19 ERA. Last start, it was the same matchup against um, Jamison Tyone, where that game ended 8 to, eight to 6 in a victory for the, uh, for the Yankees. He gave up six earned runs in five and one thirds innings pitched. Gave up three home runs, four walks for that game. It's going to be interesting to see where the kind of the mentality is out for the New York Yankees coming off being swept by the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And, um, you know, I think with these two pitchers here, I'm not sure if I do expect a bounce back spot um, just because they, again, I've talked about it in Jamison Tyone starts that he just has not been very good for the um, for the Yankees in road starts. And there's a lot of, you know, runs that have been, being put up i think the seven and a half number is a little conservative for me uh, i really like the over in this game between these two teams i just can't bring myself to a side here noah but i think at seven and a half i really do like that over in this game between these two number uh, these two teams i think that number is a little conservative what, be, what do you think uh yeah i would i would be leaning towards the over but i actually landed on a side here i, I like seattle uh okay. with the plus or even price um I just really think, you know, we were labeling the Yankees as winners at the trade deadline. And then at 554, they pulled off one of the weirdest moves in trading away uh, Jordan Montgomery. And you know what? Since then, it's been all downhill. Uh, They've lost five in a row since August 2nd, which was trade deadline day. Two of those games were to the Seattle Mariners. And let me just mention this. uh, Today, I found this tweet at like, it was at like 500 likes or something like that i basically like a half hour after frankie montas got blown up by the st louis cardinals um 
sent or tweeted by DBIT Lefty. He goes, what a week. The Yankees miss out on Luis Castillo. He shuts them down. They trade away Jordan Montgomery. He shuts them <laughs> down too. And then they trade for Frankie Montas and he gets shelled. So just that tweet perfectly sums up the week for the Yankees. And it's hard to back them right now. They're just not playing a good ball. So, yeah. you know, I'm seeing a plus price on the better team that I think is playing better ball right now. I'll take the Seattle Mariners plus 100. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I get it, man, because this 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 Yankees team, despite how great their overall record is over the month of July and August, I think they're like two or three games below 500 where they're just not playing good ball right now. Um, they have a lot of injuries to their pitching rotation. I don't think, you know, we talked about Severino can transfer the 60 IL, Garrett Cole, just just very inconsistent for for this team. I mean, he's supposed to be your three hundred twenty four million dollar guy, but really nothing there. You talked about Frankie Montas today as well. Stuff. Nothing there. Yeah, post, post sticky, yeah, stuff. post sticky stuff. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I agree with you. I'll, you you can uh, you convince me. I'll, I'll land with the Mariners here as well on the, the money line price as well. And it's a little bit of a travel spot, St. Louis to Seattle, a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's still Central Zone, but you're still going to like the far northwest up there in <laughs> yeah. Seattle. Where is Seattle in travel spot? Or do they play at home this weekend? Um, I think they were. Oh, they're at, at home. home. Yeah. yeah, they played LA this weekend. So yeah, um, I like it, man. Let let let's go with the uh, the Seattle Mariners here. Um, all right, before we get into our lock and dog, and as well as another uh, announcement or contest kind of that we're going to be doing for uh, the MLB Gambling Podcast. Let me tell you guys about IP Vanish. IP Vanish, did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why we at SGPN use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet without with encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices. Um, even devices like your phones, like your Fire Stick, when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home. Or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for absolutely free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, Noah, I am going to give you the floor here, my man. You have something to get us through the dog days of the summer of yeah. the month of August before football gets here. But what do you got for our people, my man? Yeah, a little bit of an idea. Um, first, I'll mention David Dilly in the YouTube comments is talking about, yeah, he thinks something off is off with the Yankees too, and he's going to fade them tomorrow as well. But, um, yeah, introducing Moonshot Mondays, here to get us through the dog days of August. After trade deadline, you know, in between kind of the beginning of the NFL season, it just kind of, you know, feels a little bit dead. Well, the MLB Gambling Podcast is here to help out 
a little bit here with Moonshot Mondays. Now, what is Moonshot Monday? Well, we conveniently did it before the lock dog part of the podcast because each day we tweet out a lock dog graphic, or at least we try to. Most yeah. of the times we do. Sometimes it's just not in the cards. We don't have enough time to make it before the afternoon games. Um, but tomorrow there will be a nice lock dog graphic out in the early afternoon for you guys to be able to comment who do you think will be will hit a home run in tomorrow's monday slate you got seven games there to choose from now the only stipulation is we plan on there's going to be multiple commenters so what happens if multiple people hit a home run well it's going to be based off of the betting odds for the player to hit a home run so what you have to do is comment under the graphic you have to say Aaron Judge, plus 250 to hit a home run. Now, you don't have to put to hit a home run at the end, but just say Aaron Judge plus 250. So what happens if Aaron Judge hits a home run, but Mike Moustakis of the Cincinnati Reds hits a home run and his his odds were plus 750? Well, the guy that comments Mike Moustakis to hit a home run at plus 750 would then win the contest. We're only going to have one winner. The winner gets a $10 a $10 SGPN gift card. It's a little thing that we can do to help you guys get through the dog days of August and Monday is just a terrible day all around. So, um yeah, I think it's a cool idea. Hopefully it does well and uh yeah, blow up that graphic tomorrow and uh you know, maybe you find a home run prop from somebody else in the comments. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think this is going to be exciting. I really like the idea that you came up with. Um, home run props, everybody loves. I think the two probably, or, you know, there's a couple of popular props. I think the top three probably in baseball are are the nerfies, uh, runs being scored in the first inning or not, um, yeah. strikeout props, and then home run props as well. So uh, this will be a fun little contest to see, you know, who who can win. Um, so what happens, uh, Noah, if some nobody hits one on Monday? Do we just carry over to Tuesday? Yeah, $20 gift card for the uh, next Monday, Moonshot Monday. For the next Monday. All right, so yeah, we'll just do it weekly on Monday. Mondays. Uh, but, we'll, yeah, we'll tweet that out on our uh, MLB Gambling Podcast uh, Twitter account. So if you are not already, I'm going to add a stipulation. If you are going to be in this contest, you need to make sure to be following uh, the MLB oh. Gambling Podcast Twitter account. That's a hard not, task. I don't know if the yeah, followers are going to be able to I don't do know that. either. I don't, it's it's pretty hard to click that follow <laughs> button. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you're not following us. While you're you at it, win, just like and retweet it too, maybe. Yeah. If you're not following and you win, sorry, you don't get that uh, little gift card to our brand new merch store. Oh, it's good cop, bad cop here on the podcast today. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fun little content. I'm really interested to see what you know, our, our listeners and followers come up with as far as the uh, Moonshot Monday. So we'll, we'll do that throughout the month of August as we get into uh, the dog days of August with NFL around the corner. But obviously, MLB Gambling Podcast is going to be here. Uh, all season long, every single day, as usual, till the end of the World Series. So uh, we're, we're, we're almost heading down the stretch here, uh, Noah. Uh, all right, let's get into the last segment of the show. It's going to be our lock and dog uh, for the Monday schedule. Seven games on the schedule, uh, a couple of duds, but there's some good matchups out there. I think there's some areas where we can find some money here, uh, Noah. So, I'll let you lead it off. Uh, what do you got for the Monday schedule for your lock-in dog? Yeah, so I'll start with my lock. I'm going with the red-hot New York Mets, minus one and a half, minus 139 against the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, it's a little bit of a travel spot going from Milwaukee to New York. And, you know, 
I, I think the price maybe isn't as uh, steep as it could be because the Reds are in good shape right now. They're six and two in their last eight, but they're starting a kid from the minor leagues uh, who has just been rough. He's got a six seventy five ERA that is Justin Dunn in his eight starts, zero and three record. Um, Chris Bassett on the mound, two fifty eight ERA in his last five starts. Really love the New York Mets run line tomorrow, and for my dog. I'm going to go with the San Francisco Giants. They do well against left-handed pitching. It's Blake Snell. You never know what you're going to get from him. He has been good as of late, but this Padres team is coming off of Sunday Night Baseball, and that seems to be a convenient spot to fade teams. So I'm going to go with San Francisco plus 143. All right, there we go. Uh, Lock, Mets. You said Mets minus one and a half as your lock. Yep. And the San Francisco Giants going up against Blake Snell, left-handed pitcher on the mound for – the Padres there uh, with the money line on the Giants at plus 144, Noah. All right, uh, for my lock, um, I'm going to go with – oh, that number just moved in front of us as we were talking about this, Noah. So I'm still going to give it out at eight. Oh, which one? Yankees and Mariners. Uh, that was at seven and a half. Now it's moved to eight uh, on some books here. Dang. So I'm going to go with the – also go with the over eight here. I think that number is still a little conservative. Especially with the way you know these two pitchers uh, are have been doing recently, especially Jameson Tyone. Offensively, I know the Yankees can get it done. I mean, we we've seen that. It's just the pitching is a huge question mark right now. Talk about how Tyone has been struggling for the New York Yankees. Logan Gilbert also gave it up against the uh, uh, Yankees in his last couple starts, and you know who knows? Maybe this is a, a little pissed off Yankees team, and they you know come in slugging it here a little bit. So I feel like Mar- or Gilbert can give up a couple as well. Uh, to the uh, to the Yankees, so I think that this number can you know get over that eight number that's posted right now. It's at minus one hundred five uh, towards the oh uh, sorry minus one hundred five uh, on the over eight between the Yankees and the Mariners as my lock. Uh, for my dog, um, I'm gonna go in the same game there with you. <sighs> There's not another dog that I really did like. I think the Orioles um, did provide me some value at that plus one twenty five, but we talked about how left-handed pitching they haven't been doing very well um the other one i did consider was a cubs run line but i'm not sure if i want to get behind a cubs team and i was <laughs> it's sanchez on the oh, mound for the, for the oh yeah uh, uh so yeah uh, i'll just double dog it with you let's go with the giants money line uh, plus 140 uh alex wood left-handed pitcher against the padres left-handed pitcher as well so let's do that and did you come up with that price for the parlay yeah, I'm gonna grab it right now. Uh, plus one twenty four for the Cubs and Diamondbacks to win tomorrow in the two toilet bowl games. <laughs> there he goes. Yeah, plus one twenty four each. Cubs money line, Diamondbacks money line. As soon as I say that, Cody Bellinger hits his second home run. Second take. Oppo Taco too. Yeah, three nothing now for the Dodgers over the Padres in the bottom of the seventh. All right, that's gonna do it here. Uh, Noah, did we forget anything else before we get out of here? No, I guess the only thing that I'll add is, you know, two two very good graphics coming out tomorrow. Let's go spread the love. We got the power rankings graphic and the lock dog in the Moonshot Monday contest. So, um, yeah, uh, wherever you're listening to the podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or whatever you listen to your podcasts, go like, leave a rating, review. Uh, the reviews help us a ton. Uh, subscribe to it if you can. And speaking of subscribe, 
we're live on YouTube right now, but you can always go back and watch us as you're listening to the podcast. Uh, subscribe there. Uh, like the video. It does wonders. So it just helps us out with the algorithm, algorithms even more. So we greatly appreciate the support. Yep, 100%. Like I said, we'll be back uh, throughout the week here, as usual, handicapping these games. Uh, Malcolm will be back on uh, Thursday, I believe. But I will be here as uh, with either Noah and Dylan as well to handicap these games throughout the week here. So um, if you haven't already subscribed to the MLB Gambling Podcast, please leave us a rating and review. It uh, really helps us uh, uh, grow the show and climb those charts here. We also always have a little competition going between all the pods uh, within the SGPN network, we always want to be number one. So uh, if you guys can help us out, just take two minutes out of your time after you're done re- listening to the pod and leave us a rating and review. If you already have done so, maybe reach out to um, your wife's phone or your, your uncle or aunt or your kid's phones and leave us a rating and review. Definitely appreciate it. All right. Good luck with your bets on Monday. And don't forget to put in those home run picks on the graphic that we do put up tomorrow. Uh, Let's break these books off and let it ride.